The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Owers from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. Look, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab on He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellick and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Touchback. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey. It is Monday, November 25th, and you're either watching on Facebook or Twitter live or listening to the Boiler Breakdown podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with Evan Webb, Andrew Eiler, and we're going to have our special guest, Cameron Screeton, who's a diehard Indiana football and basketball. Yes, you heard that right. The, The rare football and basketball diehard, not the reversible Notre Dame football, Indiana basketball. So he's a respectable IU fan uh, that we enjoy talking to. He's going to bring us perspective from the Indiana side on their season and on the bucket game coming forward. But first off, we have a football game to cover. Another loss, unfortunately, but but it's against Wisconsin. And I think we all saw it coming. Uh, Wisconsin beat the Boilers by a score of 45-24. Uh, closer than you guys expected, more than you guys expected. I'm trying to remember what I predicted last week, if I predicted we were going to cover or not. I think the, the spread sp- was 24, 24 at the time. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, they, I, I will say they played a lot better. I mean, it yeah. was closer into the second half than I fully than I expected. I mean, Purdue took – they didn't lead at halftime, but they just about – they almost led. Right? They, Wisconsin scored with like a couple minutes left, right, to take yeah. the lead. Well, Wisconsin scored, was up four and then kicked a 62-yarder. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's that's seven, that's yeah, second yeah. longest field goal in Big Ten history. Um, but Purdue was, up, Purdue was up 17-14 with like five yep. minutes to go in the second quarter. And I was like, oh, crap. And then like, Wisconsin just shoved it down our throats and scored yeah. without – that was the biggest problem just we couldn't stop them. Said yeah, we haven't been able to stop them in 17 <laughs> years. But uh, the, the, sad, the sad thing was when that kicker was lining up, I, I just had a feeling he was going to make it. How long was the kick that we 60, had against, against oh, Nevada, 60, yeah. the Nevada kicker? 56. Okay, close enough. Uh, but this kid for Wisconsin, it was only a second attempted field goal of his career because he's their kickoff man. Oh, cool. <laughs> yep. Makes me feel better. But I just had a weird feeling. I'm like, this kid's going to make it because they were saying in the warm-ups that Dellinger kicking towards that end of the stadium was hitting a crossbar from like 65 out. Hmm. So that told me, okay, though it must be a little windy there. So yeah, it must've been windy. Um, it is right off the lake, but the announcers never, s- never mentioned the wind. 
Madison's not off the lake, Webby. What well, body of water is right by Madison? Not Lake Michigan. No, but I mean, there's a lake. Oh, okay. Somebody's got to get on Google. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, honestly, I thought I was pretty happy the way Purdue competed. I mean, it was frustrating, especially on defense, but we knew they weren't going to be able to stop Jonathan Taylor. We knew it'd yeah. be a win in Purdue's book if they could keep him under 200 yards, which they didn't. He had 28 carries for 222 yards and a touchdown. But luckily for Purdue, they forced a couple Wisconsin fumbles, um, which Wisconsin's notorious yeah, of doing, do. fumbling, and that kept Purdue in it for a while. But I, I was pretty happy with Purdue on offense. Yeah, Connell's really been impressive for a third or fourth string walk-on quarterback. I mean, he's done really well. Brom and the offense uh, has been fun to watch. What do you guys think of uh, Brom's I, – I saw a note today they had about Brom's new um, – mentality with his quarterback for he got a note from his mom a few weeks ago or something like that about like the definition of coach and yep. he's ever since he's been hmm. way more nurturing it seems like and more uh, calm with his quarterbacks on the sideline than the first few weeks yeah his mom and dad it was after the illinois game when he really ripped into jack Plummer and aiden o'connell both his mm-hmm. parents kind of had a talk with them like hey you know, you didn't always like being yelled at and everything. So they, they, he, they even showed him getting on O'Connor a little bit, but then he gave him a pat on the chest when he was walking away mm-hmm. the other day. I thought that was interesting. It was just totally different than he's done in the past. It seems to work. It seems to be yeah, no, I mean, I mean, playing pretty well. So was Plummer before he got hurt. I mean, Plummer mm-hmm. yeah. playing really well, and that's why it's disappointing he got hurt because he was – but, I mean, it's worked out. O'Connell's played really well. Hey, uh, his stat line on Saturday was 26 for 43 for 289, two touchdowns, one pick. The pick did hurt Purdue. It was on the first series out pick, in the second yeah. half. Forced the throw. Just should yeah. throw it away. Oh, yeah. I mean, David almost came down with it in a way, but he threw it up into double coverage. Um, yeah. Yeah, throw work. Yeah, he's going to catch it. No one's going to catch yeah. it. But I, uh, I've been really <laughs> impressed with him, especially for a walk-on. And honestly, I think he's put his name in the mix for starting quarterback for next year. I'm yeah, not I mean, saying he's going to be starter week one, but I think he's got to be in the mix. We wonder how long Plummer's going to have to rehab that ankle. And I mean, obviously, this, there's a Sindelar question, but yeah. And then you got the Ferry or however the heck you pronounce yep. his name. Um, then I mean, there's talks that maybe they might bring in. Uh, Brahms mentioned he wants to bring a, a veteran presence to the QB room. It's like, okay, we're getting a gr- grad transfer, which that could be interesting, but. If they'd go that route, that tells me Elijah's not coming back with that yeah. comments he's making. Brom was asked about Elijah Sinlar today. He said his decision has not been made regarding mm-hmm. his future for 2020. Um, I think if Sinlar comes back, though, even though he missed most season, I think they'll have a competition, but it's probably his job to lose. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting. Either way, besides if Michael Limo comes in and starts or Purdue ends up getting Hornsby and he starts, which I don't see – either one of those guys coming in starting uh, either way Purdue's going to have an ex- quarterback with experience next year and I think that's mm-hmm. something uh positive to look on I mean Absolutely. if if it's Plummer and O'Connell and Sindelar's elsewhere and they don't bring in do you think it comes down to where it's been the past couple of years where Brom where you see both guys Plummer and O'Connell play I, I, I wouldn't put it out of I don't like using two quarterbacks mm-hmm. but I wouldn't put it out of the rim just especially how mobile Plummer is compared to O'Connell mm-hmm. But I don't know why I get this. Maybe it's just my opinion. But the way Brom talks about O'Connell, I think he likes the way he fits his offense better in Plummer. But I mm-hmm. could be wrong. I don't know. 
Yeah. Seems, he seems more – I don't know who it was, if it was Hopkins or Wright. One of them just talked about just the ball that O'Connell throws, just a perfect spiral that he's talked about. He just throws well, them really well. Well, Hopkins should be saying that because he's getting the ball a ton more yeah. since O'Connell's come in than he did when uh, about time. Plummer was out there. Because, I mean, Hopkins was awesome Saturday. Eight catches for 127 yards, two touchdowns, showing why he's a semifinalist for the John Mackey tight end award. Uh, Purdue didn't have much of a running game. I thought Horvath ran the ball well, though. He had four carries for 34 yards. Keen Doru had nine carries for 26 yards. I forgot to mention Milton Wright also threw a touchdown. He's one for one, 37-yard uh, rever- um, yeah, reverse pass to uh, mm-hmm. Bryson Hopkins, who <laughs> Brahm said today he was nervous what would yeah. happen if Milton caught the ball and Hopkins wasn't open. He was instructed to pump fake and run, but mm. – uh, they said they work on passing with all their wide receivers in practice, and Milton's the best one at it. Hmm. So that's why. Well, I'm guessing been, maybe Sparks, Sparks. Healthy, but he hasn't been healthy all year. So. <laughs> yeah, it would have been fun. It would have been fun to see Sparks healthy this year, and how many times they would have could have potentially run something. Yeah, like mm-hmm. but the trickery was fun. It, it took me back to 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, we also saw a flea flicker where they handed off to Horvath. He threw it back to O'Connell. O'Connell threw a nice jump ball to uh, Milton Wright, who had uh, three catches for 74 yards. It was nice to see him bounce back and make some catches after dropping that deep touchdown <coughs> early in the game, which that's the one the one uh, negative thing I got towards him. I know he's a freshman. But he drops a lot of deep balls. Mm-hmm. But um, but you have that from time to time. So, uh, other than that, uh, David Bell does what David Bell does. He's good at football, 12 catches, 108 yards, one touchdown. Big Ten freshman of the week for the fourth time, tying Rondell Moore for a school record. He's just he's just good. He's yeah. 100, 101 yards away from having 1,000 on the year. He's, what, third in the Big Ten right now in receiving yards? Yep. behind Right behind both Minnesota boys, Bateman yeah. and Johnson. Um and he's got a chance to catch them because one's like 1,027 yards. The other one's like 1,025. I mean, he'd have to really go off and right. they don't do anything against Wisconsin. <laughs> they were closer to like 1,200. I guess I was reading the number so. wrong. Yeah. But still he's pretty been, remarkable, especially yeah. with him barely getting the ball the first couple of weeks. Um, he's mm-hmm. really stepped up in, in, in place of Rondell. And I think every Purdue fan in America is excited to see what those two can do on the field together next year. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, and then Purdue on defense, like I said, gave up 600 total yards, yeah. 222 on the ground to Jordan Taylor. Jack Cohn was 15 for 19, for 203, <laughs> and two touchdowns. They did force him into an interception. Why they threw that other interception is beyond me. Good Lord. I they I thought Wisconsin was really stupid at times. Yep. I mean, we'll take it all day long, mm-hmm. but yeah. they were really dumb at times when they could run it all day long. We knew they were going to run it. We couldn't stop it, and yet they tried to pass. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know if they are getting cute or what. But um, no. But at the end of the day, another loss for the Boilers. Haven't beaten Wisconsin since 03. I'm already looking forward to that game next year at Ross-Aide. I was telling mm-hmm. my dad, you know, I don't like Indiana – I don't like Minnesota. And I don't like Nebraska. Those are like the three teams I really don't like in the Big Ten. But Wisconsin, I might want to beat them more than anybody just because mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of losing to them. I just want to see Purdue not give up like a 200-yard rusher to Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, I think every year when they have a graduate <clears throat> or go pro, like, okay, we're going to take a break from these awesome running backs. Nope. nope. Change the jersey number and the name. Same running style behind the – Big hefties up front. Those guys are huge. 
never ending. <laughs> I was telling the guys before we got on the air, it was frustrating to see them do QB sneaks when they're trying to get a yard or two and it turned into seven or eight right, yards. Right, yeah. Because they just yeah. pushed the pile. Yeah. yeah. Purdue never made Wisconsin punt once. That was frustrating. Wow. Not, not once. Hmm. But well, then we were also playing. My, I was really frustrated with the way we were playing. Our defensive backs were giving them oh. 15 yard cushions. Yep. I really understand that that part. But Brom was asked about that today, and he said he doesn't like giving up that much cushion. So he said he has said a lot of things that he doesn't like about the defense mm-hmm. this year. Uh, so you said that before, though. Yeah, I, th- I still think Nick holds safe. I know a lot of people are calling Another for his year. head. Yeah, but I think his seat will be a little warm going mm-hmm. into the next year. I honestly, honestly think so. But I mean. But there is the new uh, new cornerbacks coach this year who came from Brown. Auburn. Yeah, Brown, mm-hmm. yeah, he came from Auburn. I mean, I know Holt, obviously defensive coordinator with uh, Poindexter, but mm-hmm. I mean, how much of this comes on? And I mean, he's a new say a new DB coach. Mm-hmm. DBs. I mean, yeah, they're young. I've <coughs> not played very well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the injury to Graham really hurt too. Yeah, I feel like Thieneman and Mosley <coughs> may not be the and Grant cream of yeah. the crop. Yeah. Oh, they've just been. I mean, as we'll get into with Cam here in a second, Purdue and Indiana both. Indiana recently's got banged up. Purdue's been banged up pretty much all year, along with Nebraska. They're probably the two most banged up teams in the conference. <laughs> um, but Purdue's had a lot of guys step up, but which is good for the future. But we've seen a lot of guys on the field that probably shouldn't have yet. Uh, especially we had a freshman center, football. didn't we? This week, didn't we have a freshman we, center? We, we've had him the last couple yeah. of weeks. He's a walk on. He was already yeah. starting. Walk on center, Red. snapping to a walk on quarterback. He's a red shirt, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think he actually enrolled at – is he the guy who enrolled at Indiana originally and then transferred? I th- think so. And walked on to Purdue? It wasn't Horvath, right? I know Horvath no. was down to like Purdue. I'm pretty right? sure it's the yeah. center. Yeah, I think I, it was. I think you're right. Yeah, he went. To, he was at IU and then decided it wasn't the right fit. So it was a really unique situation. Hey, the Lions played better the last few weeks. Yep. Yeah, I was, actually, I was actually pretty impressed. Positive, against yeah. Wisconsin. I, I was honestly impressed too that Purdue got to the quarterback a couple times. Didn't sack him, but got some hits on him. I, mm-hmm. With Wisconsin's line and how Purdue struggles with rush, rushing the passer, I thought they'd never never get to Cone, but they got it too yeah. a couple times. So mostly George. But um, also, um, I thought Derek Barnes played really well. I think he's been the mm-hmm. unsung hero of the defense. So, all good. right. Um, any, any more thoughts on Wisconsin game? Another year, another Wisconsin game. That's that's well put. So now we'll bring in good friend of the show, diehard Indiana football and basketball fan, Cameron Screeton. Cam, what's going on? And welcome to the Boiler Breakdown. Thanks for having me, Tan. I I don't think I could say I was ever going to be on the Boiler Breakdown. (laughs) You probably didn't expect that. No, I didn't. But you're the biggest, biggest IU football fan. We know you're very knowledgeable. And we just want to hear your thoughts on the bucket game and on Indiana season and everything. Um, you know, we talk Purdue all the time. We know how we feel going into the bucket game. But, um, I mean, you got to be pretty pleased with Indiana's overall season. They're, I mean, they're 7-4. and four. I honestly don't remember the last time Indiana's had seven wins heading into the last week of the regular season. Yeah. Well, um, my thoughts on this season are it's just been like amazing from a, <laughs> I, I mean the last time they were at at one point we were seven and two. I'm not IU was seven and two. Yeah. And uh it was just incredible beating Nebraska, beating teams like that where it's like in the past it's not even been a been a thing at all. So um 
definitely riding the seven and two train. Uh, definitely <laughs> riding the seven and four train. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, I know uh, the big talk is IU hasn't beaten anybody. IU hasn't played anybody, and that is very true. Um, I can't argue that, but seven wins, uh, seven wins. I would say they haven't played that many people in the past. I still remember losing the Ball State quite a bit. Still remember those games and questionable losses up uh, up by twenty in the third quarter to Rutgers at home. Losing <laughs> that one, that one was fun. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I'm 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 enjoying it, man. It's been a, it's been a heck of a ride this year, and I know it's not as good as everybody probably thought it was i know i i think they got a little overrated a little overhyped there for a little bit but but i'm riding it man it's been awesome. i don't blame man and, and, and i know from purdue fan standpoint we've picked on that not playing <laughs> anybody thing but you do have to play who's on your schedule and yeah. there's times this year i've been cursing under my breath why did why did we schedule you know uh tcu uh, vanderbilt TC, well, we beat vanderbilt, vanderbilt yeah, but yeah tcu at nevada yeah, that was uh, stupid. But, I mean, I mean, I mean, that was the game. Looking back, Purdue was fully healthy and had a big lead going in the fourth yep. and blew it. Yeah, they take care of that one. They're playing for an opportunity to get to a bowl. Um, so credit to you, they've taken care of the games they should. That's and that's 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 not easy is. to do. That's the thing. They've ta- they've won the games they're supposed to win. Exactly. I would say, and I don't, I can't remember what they've ever done like cons- like consistent like that. It's hard like, to do. We're supposed to beat this team. We're supposed to beat. They're supposed to beat this team. Like, and they do it. Like. That is just I haven't seen. That. So, yeah, 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 it's hard to do. Very is hard it, to do. Is it, your brother was at the game uh, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. How do you say the crowd was? He said it was. Pre- he said for the conditions, it was mm-hmm. really good. Um, it was kind of like pregame, I guess. It was kind of like monsoonish, I guess. Like mm-hmm. it was like coming down hard, mm-hmm. and then he said they got colder, kind of as the as the day went on. It actually stopped raining there for the first half. So Carter said it wasn't just kind of cold and damp. And, mm-hmm. um, and then he said it started to like do that freezing rain type of thing. Yeah. It's, but, it got uh, nasty here. Yeah. It got a little nasty, but at that point the game was way out of the end. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's see, it was one of those games that Indiana's had a few of these games in the past where it seems like they're starting to get momentum. So really going for the program and they're still on the right pace mm-hmm. track. Don't get me wrong, but they're right there to where they really need, to get that big win to take that next step, and then yeah. they just fall flat. Yeah, that's what everybody. That's what all the IU fan base is kind of wanting. That they want that big, that signature win for the program. I think that's the next step for the program. And it, obviously, when Michigan comes in and just clean your clocks after after a promising showing at Penn State. Penn State, you know, yeah. Um, but and you know you right, oh we played really well and we came back against Penn State and then you go into the Michigan week thinking we have a shot at home. And then just the wheels kind of fall off. Um, I hate to use the injury excuse after I heard you guys have a walk-on center. <laughs> I could do a walk-on quarterback. <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to use injuries as an excuse. But uh, we had uh, I had some some injuries in the first half there. Uh, Stevie Scott got banged up. Um, Watt Fillier got a concussion against Penn State. Their best wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten statistically, mm-hmm. right behind David Bell, uh, and. Um, um, so it, it, it does. And like, I think programs like Indiana, Purdue, like those, those middle tier programs, when you lose a big impact player like that, it's just like, recover. it's not like we're like, 
hey, we got another five star on our bench. Let's yeah. send yeah. it. Yeah. Let's, it's not Ohio Let's go. Yeah. It's like, no, you got like a weak little freshman that has to come <laughs> in and play or walk on and, and like stuff like that. It's like, you know, the, our programs aren't built like that. So <clears> those injuries to those key players, just it's kind of, it's just like, dang, man, like this sucks. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. But, but, um, but yeah. What, no, uh, you're right. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask Camo, what, uh, what do you think? I know we've been just in group text um, with the quarterback injury, Michael Penix Jr. going out a few weeks ago, Peyton Ramsey. I mean, every time every, I'll, I'll flip and watch some of the IU game, it always seems like no matter who the quarterback was, they always were moving the ball pretty well because Penix was kind of banged up. Mm -hmm. And before he's done for the year now, I don't know what his injury was. But um, how do you think that's gone with, with Ramsey? I mean, I know he's got experience, so it's kind of good to have for both, have two guys like that that can come in and run the offense successfully. Definitely. Um, it's, you know, going into the season, um, the biggest thing with last year and the years past is the new offensive coordinator this year and Kalen DeBoer has just been awesome. Um, they needed a new offensive coordinator. Mike DeBoer, the whole <laughs> offensive coordinator, was DeBoering. That's what everybody said. Um, so he retired. But, um, yeah. And then bringing in a young Kalen DeBoer who was at Fresno State, had some mm -hmm. good offenses at Fresno State. And um, I think he's changed the offense completely, uh, made it more dynamic uh, quite a bit. And I think Penix and Ramsey have really benefited from him being the quarterback's coach, being the offensive coordinator, and just seeing the offense actually move the ball down the field a little bit, throw the ball down the field a little bit. Um, it's been awesome. But Ramsey's been Ramsey's been great. The thing I, I see with Ramsey and the difference between Penix and Ramsey, Ramsey has really good numbers. His completion mm -hmm. percentage is around 70%. Um, but his big downfield, his arm isn't, I would yeah. say, below average arm strength okay. for a Big Ten quarterback. And he just can't really – he makes those good throws downfield, but it's because I think they do a good job, like, like selling the short stuff and then opening mm -hmm. up the deep pass um, with, mm -hmm. with Penix, it's yeah, he all the time. Yeah. And throw the ball down the field consistently. And I think that opens up the run game. I think that opens up and Penix is also a candidate to run too. So I just yeah. think, and you can tell Michigan, <laughs> IU drove down the field and scored their first possession against Michigan. And it was a lot of short screen passes, short tight end screen passes um some different uh run pass options it was like a slant so just really short short passing game and michigan's like hey we're just going to take this short passing game away and then i think i had a lot of trouble running the football yeah. after that and just a lot of different things like that so that's why i think Penix is just more dynamic for the offense ramsey's been i mean you can't ask for more in a backup quarterback mm -hmm. but um i just think Penix brings that a little bit more dynamic just that big playability mm -hmm. yeah yeah, Jeff Brom today uh, complimented Indiana on how much they've opened up the playbook this year compared mm -hmm. to the first two years he's played against them and how well they're oh, moving yeah. the ball. He also was pretty complimentary of their uh, defense, how aggressive they've been playing and how much they're playing downhill this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the defense to me this year is, is it's, it's flashes. I think our linebacker core has gotten a lot better this year. Pretty young last year. Defensive line, same thing. I think it's an improving defense. Um, we have had to, uh, I've read about doing a lot of different blitz packages, kind of mixing up things, kind of, uh, upping the aggressiveness on defense. Uh, but where I, I think tends to struggle on defense is kind of the one-on-one -on -one matchups. Their secondary has not been good this year and 
Uh, sometimes it's it's been a lot that they've been got getting beat in the one on one areas. Same thing with the defensive ends having a lot mm-hmm. of trouble getting to the quarterback. So I think they've had to do some different, excuse me, some different things like call some different blitzes, be a little bit more aggressive in order to in order to make some things happen. It's going to be an interesting game for sure. Um, it's the first time in three years it hasn't been a bull bucket game where both teams entering are five and six and needing that bucket victory to make a bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, this series does go back a ways. Um, it goes clear back to the late 1800s. Purdue has the all-time lead, 74-41-6. and six. But the old oaken bucket didn't come into the series until 1925. Since then, uh, Purdue leads the series sixty to thirty-one to three. Aren't you guys glad there's no ties anymore? Um, <laughs> and in West Lafayette, the series is thirty-eight twenty-two to four. Uh, Purdue's on a two-game win streak. Uh, both of those games are coached by Jeff Brom and, and Tom Allen. Uh, the last three games, though, I thought this was interesting. I didn't remember this. Have been decided by seven points, seven points, and two points. Um, hmm. 18 was seven points, 17 with seven points, and 16 was two year, points. I think, wasn't it 21-7 or 28-7 Purdue at one point? Something like that. And then you got kind of like a garbage touchdown late. That, uh, that I kind of remember. I know Rondell Moore played really well last yeah. year in the game. I know the year before Purdue had a comfortable lead, and IU came storming back <laughs> yeah. in the fourth quarter and even had an onside kick Six, opportunity late in the game. Um, but they've been pretty competitive games as of late. Uh, interesting Purdue note. I was trying to think in my head when the last time Purdue's had a quarterback start back-to-back bucket games. Can either one of you guys, Andrew or Evan, tell me the last quarterback to start back-to-back bucket games? Back-to-back bucket games. Uh, Austin Appleby. Yes. 2014 and 15. 15, he was not the starter late in the year. David Blau mm-hmm. was, but Blau got a concussion week before against Iowa. So Appleby played in the bucket yeah. game and then transferred to Florida after the season concluded. But before that, you have to go back to Curtis Painter <laughs> for back-to-back. That just – I mean, the Purdue's rotation, there's been no stability with one quarterback for the last decade. It's been crazy. Yeah. And injuries and everything. So, yep. Well, so. That's just – but also, I mean, Purdue hasn't had a – I mean, uh, hasn't had one quarterback for – yeah. Exactly. I mean, since Curtis Painter, Painter, they haven't had a stable quarterback. I mean, Mr. Bush, Marv, Henry, like mm-hmm. a trio for like three years, it seems mm-hmm. like. And then Blau, Sindelar, Sindelar, Blau. Yep. Mm-hmm. Appleby. Appleby yep. Yeah. Yep. Transfers, injuries, always, et cetera. Yeah. Always had like two um, guys and nobody. And I mean, under Hazel, nobody played well. So they kept getting their plate. Yep. Yeah. Great problems with Justin Siller, or he would have been the guy. Um, we probably actually Smart. wouldn't. We never yeah. would have seen Joey Elliott his senior year back yeah. in 09. <clears throat> yeah, it's just been. It's, hopefully, that stuff stops soon. But I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> this year's been as crazy as ever when it comes to quarterback play. And Indiana's even seen injuries at quarterback. I mean, it's, it seems like college football over the landscape this year. There's more quarterback injuries than I've ever seen before. Even it's even hit Alabama. I mean, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Um, but. Uh, this will be senior day for 11 seniors for Purdue. They only have 11 seniors. And uh, I it was 12. Te- I don't know I thought it was 12. I might have counted wrong. Like, I just counted yeah, them no. earlier. But, I mean, a couple of them could come back. Elijah mm-hmm. Sindelar has got granted a sixth year if he wants it. Lorenzo Neal technically could redshirt and come back. Uh, but those are two. Navon Mosley, Marcus Bailey, Tario Fuller, Richie Worship, Ben Holtz. 
um, Matt McCann, Bryson Hopkins, they're all have been contributors, if not this year mm-hmm. in the past. And then David Day and Malcolm Dotson are also two seniors. So the last game, those guys will be wearing the black and gold. So, yeah. so it's disappointing season overall for Purdue. I would say I'm not going to a bowl. I think we all had expectations of at least seven to five, not eight and four, but mm-hmm. injuries happen and slip up to Nevada and, here we are now. All they have to play for is the bucket and mm-hmm. trying to keep Indiana at seven wins, not the eight. Trying to ruin their what is it? The nine play win for the, nine win Indiana. Nine win Indiana. It's still possible. Win the bucket. Win a whole game. Yeah. They win nine games. It is. So, but uh, like I said, Cam, you got to be feeling pretty good that Indiana is going bowling no matter what. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was insane when they beat Nebraska and got that sixth win, and you're like, holy crap. They're six and two, and they're going to a bowl already. Instead of yeah. trying to be a pretty, it's always better than you to try to go to a bowl. So it's a lot different. And a lot on the line, you know, a lot of people said, "Oh, who cares if Purdue wins?" Well, you still want to keep the bucket for you know in-state bragging rights, and you still want to keep that for in-state recruiting momentum. Mm-hmm. I mean, these two coaches are starting a battle for recruits. Whereas a few years ago under Daryl Hazel, when um, Kevin Wilson was there, Wilson was getting all the recruits over Daryl Hazel. Now it's Can you guys pretty... uh, bring Hazel back. He was my favorite Purdue coach. Of time. <laughs> Only if you can bring um, Cam Cameron back or Bill Lynch, Gary Donardo, any of those guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, it should be a fun one. It should be a fun one. Uh, predictions? Depends on if it rains. <laughs> well, the forecast yeah. right now is 70% rain, but Weather Channel says light rain. Not like a monsoon rain. So when I when I look at the hourly, it says it's supposed to it lightens up around like ten a.m. So it looks like it's going to rain before the game, and then I mean, but who knows? It's a week away. So oh crap, never mind. Now it's now it says through six p.m. It's going to change. It's still early. It'll probably change. change. If it rains, oh, it'll be snowing by then. Indiana is a seven-point favorite. Do you think that was right on right on the money cam? Do you think it's going to be more or less? What do you think? I think that's right on the money. I think my prediction, I think, well, IU has some weird injuries right now. Uh, I've heard a lot of different things on Twitter about who's playing, who's not playing, but you know, that's Twitter too. So um, I also heard Drew Brees is coming back. He's got one game eligibility. (laughs) Well, then it's a new walk on uh, Brew Drees. That's what it's his name is. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we need like Sean Phillips and Rod Woodson. I'll take more defense. Need a lot more, I think. Yeah, Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, yeah, we can wish, but that's not happening. That's not happening. You know, I, I honestly thought the spread would be four and a half to five, uh, but I, I'm not yeah. shocked it's at seven. But I thought it'd be a little lower. <clears throat> I thought that was a little higher than I expected. I thought Purdue's been kind of playing well, and I knew IU got banged up, and it's at Purdue, and I don't know. I, I thought that's that's a little higher than I was expecting it to be. I was expect I was expecting I was thinking six. I was expecting under a touchdown. I wasn't thinking seven. I guess one thing I wanted to bring up before we predict that game and the rest of the Big Ten games in top twenty-five. Uh, this was a hot topic today on social media. Uh, Mitch Daniels talked about it. I want to get you guys' thoughts. No. Mitch Daniels is a. <laughs> I like how he says it before I even ask the question. Yeah. Mitch Daniels has been a proponent. He can't get enough people on board. And Jeff Braun was even asked about today in his press conference about the idea of possibly moving this rivalry. I don't know if it'd be every year basis, but at least once in a while to Lucas Oil in Indianapolis. Brom said he's all for playing anybody, anytime in Lucas Oil. He thinks it's great. 
the the reasoning behind what Daniels is saying is not a really nobody's on campus either campus over Thanksgiving week because it's Thanksgiving weekend because it's Thanksgiving break, and he thinks the attendance would be better. Blah 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 blah. I, I want your guys' opinions on that. Um, I mean, if both programs are kind of on an upward trajectory, like they both kind of hopefully, yeah. are, then if it gets to where this game, if it's if it's two top twenty five teams, then I think that would be cool. If it's at Lucas Oil, I mean, if you tried to do this last year or something like that, then it, the place would look. I mean, it would be the quietest game, and like on that Saturday, I mean, it's rivalry Saturday, and it would be. There'd be a place that I don't know how much the soil holds. I know it's massive, but aren't like, they? Isn't this Saturday is also the Indiana like State, State, Michigan? Oh. No, but like it's also Indiana State High School. State yeah, so they would have so. to. Yeah, they would have to fix that somehow. I don't yeah. know. Maybe move the buck. No, you can't even move it up to Friday because they're Friday and Saturday games. Yeah. I don't know. They had the, a good point, Evan. I didn't even think about that. So they'd have to do something there. Yeah, I saw someone say maybe doing like. Every other year, do that. So do like campus, Lucas Oil, other campus. I'm like, ah, I mean, I could see that. That'd be yeah. okay. Um, I like Andrew's idea of if it's – I can, it'd be good if they were both really good. Yeah, teams. but you're going to have to plan it years out. So right. I, I wouldn't – I don't think it's – I wouldn't do it like next year or two years from now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if Tom Allen and Jeff Brom are still at each program in four or five years, and that means both programs are that's improved in our relevant power five programs. And it might be interesting then when they're both actually good, but they'll play for the bucket and then we'll play in the same, same place next weekend for the big 10 championship. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That would be insane. But um, I saw one guy even propose like on the board, Oh, it'd be great if we could put it like eight o'clock at night, even if it's a big 10 network, you could have a double header with Purdue playing somebody good in basketball at like two o'clock then, over at Banker's Life, the Indiana playing somebody at like four o'clock, and then the bucket game. If they could make all that happen, that'd be pretty darn. That'd cool. That'd be pretty cool. That'd but cool. I don't know. I don't know if they'd be able to do that. But I do know Purdue and Indiana both like playing in Lucas Oil. Purdue's played against Notre Dame there in Louisville. Indiana played Ball State there this year, so they like getting in there when they can. It's good for recruiting. But like you guys said, I think you need to get close to at least filling half or so. Uh, yeah. Um, and really, I was thinking back to the tennis numbers. The bucket attendance, even in years, Purdue hadn't been pretty good. That attendance has still been pretty good. It's down in Bloomington where attendance hasn't been so good in years past for the bucket game. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of traditionalist when it comes to it. I like it being on campus. But I also liked when it wasn't on Thanksgiving weekend and students could really go to the game because yeah. especially those out-of-state students who go home for Thanksgiving, they never really get to experience a bucket game during their four-year academic yeah. careers. So. I hadn't thought about that when I first, my first reaction was like, no, I don't really like that. But then I guess I hadn't thought about it being over Thanksgiving break. That that makes me a little more. Yeah. And it could be good. Yes. Yeah, so I see. I see. That's why it's, I thought it was interesting to discussion. Cause I see both sides, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but I don't see it happening for a little while if it does, but it's interesting. They're at least talking about it now more than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. Now let's throw out some predictions. God. <laughs> oh, and by the way, real quick before we get into this, I know we're all back to basketball fans. Not only did Michigan State get beat, Wisconsin just got beat by Richmond by ten. By Richmond, Rich what? How about how about Nebraska? Weren't they losing? Well, they stink. So. Let's see. All right. 
It's all right. Butler beat Butler beat Mizzou. It's okay. I'm starting to get scared about that Crossroads game already. So. Oh, the they, they, they looked the really board. good, actually. Um. Oh man. Okay, we'll we'll pick one game before we get to the bucket game because there is a Friday Big Ten game. You got number 17, 8, and 3, Iowa at 5 and 6, Nebraska. I feel like this line is insulting to Iowa. I don't I don't care what the spread is. Uh gosh damn it, Josh. I don't care. Jo- Josh Munt says go Hoosiers. Uh, <laughs> go Wildcast, Josh. Right back to you. Josh, huge Illinois fan, huh? Yeah. I don't care what the spread is. I was going to cover. I was. Yeah, it's only five. I thought that's insultingly low. Oh, I would have said like fourteen. Yeah, but I like Iowa. Nebraska's banged up. Iowa owns this rivalry ever since Nebraska came into the Big Ten. I I like Iowa to win their ninth game. Who did? Who did? Who did Nebraska whoop last week? Maryland. Maryland. Woo! I know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like Scott Frost. I'm sorry. I can't hide it. Cameron, what do you think? Nebraska, I don't like Iowa. Scott Frost. Go Iowa. We're all in agreement on Iowa? Yeah. Iowa covers. I like it. Yeah, easy. All right, Indiana, Purdue. Let's get into it. Camo, guess what? <laughs> and a score. It, I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. I don't see um, – <clears throat> I don't really see either team really jumping out to a big lead or anything like that. Um, I think I am maybe – Maybe biased, but I'm going to take IU. I think they're a little bit better. I don't think they're as banged up this year. Um, but going to Mackey and possibly playing in a in a game where weather could be a factor is very scary to me. Um, but I I really I really hope I gets those eight those eight wins and uh, maybe get to a bit, little bit better pull. So I'm thinking IU probably 31 27. That's my, oh, my heart can't I take think, it. <laughs> I think it's going to be a close one. My brain wants to pick IU, but my heart just can't do it. <laughs> Camo, you're worried about weather. I mean, Purdue's averaging like 50 rushing yards a game, so if you can't throw the ball, then Purdue's not going to score. Yeah, yeah. Stevie, Stevie Scott playing. I – I've heard that, uh, right now they say him and Kyle Freifogel, their second best wide receiver, are questionable. Okay. Uh, Penix was always like questionable all week, and then you just you'd see like if he'd come out, oh, he's warming up. He's not warming up. I think that's going to be the same thing with Stevie okay. Scott. Um, I I even heard a guy talk about he was like not like the injury was so significant he's not going to be he's going to be out to the bowl game. Oh, but wow. then, um, you know, and then I heard Wap Fillier is playing. Uh, Tom Allen said that this morning. He's got a cool name. Yeah. Wap, 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 wap. He does have a cool name. Um, and, yeah, but I think if Stevie Scott plays, I think that, especially in a, in a wet game, I think he that would be a huge help for IU this yeah. time um, with his running ability. So, um but right now, I think he. I, I would lean towards no, from what I've been reading about. Yeah, I think Purdue's going to have to get creative with their offense again this week, hit a few trick plays. I think Brom's going to open up the playbook and just throw why, everything why at not? them. Why not? Take take some fakes on special. You're going to have not, to. Not like if you lose, you're not going to a bowl. Yeah. Bowl's not happening. So, yeah, have fun. Throw it around. See what happens. Um, 
I do think uh, I use weakness is their secondary. That's been their weakness oh, all year. And I think Purdue, Purdue, I think but... Purdue's got a really good – obviously, they throw the ball a ton, and they got a really good wide receiver in David Bell. So I think I could see definitely see some big plays. And I think they're going to attack the tight end, give Bryson Hopkins, especially yeah. being senior day, one yeah. 11 receiver or 11 seniors, give him the ball as much as he can. Uh, I like Purdue. <laughs> also going to close one, uh, 27-23. Is Rondell Moore and Renzo Neal going to play? No, no. no we're they're, they're, no. bigger no. picture. No, we, yeah. they've been. I I really want to know the real story one of these days. I think we're going to learn yeah. one this on season. Which been, one? On both Moore or Neal. Both. Uh, I mean, more I think, Neal, more Neal than more. Yeah, I was going to say. I think Moore's hamstring was more yeah. than they ever let on. Neal, I have no idea why he hasn't played, considering they thought he. They said, "Oh, he'll be ready for game one." And he, and he supposedly suited up full gear last Tuesday in practice. So, see, I wonder. I think it's. I, I'm. I'm going the other way. I'm going to go be the optimist and say that it's just a ploy that they're saving them. And then like Friday, you're going to hear that like Lorenzo Neal was just dominating at practice, and Rondell Moore was back there, and then Rondell Moore is going to pull a Bobby Boucher and show up in the second half and just take the game. Sinzar coming out too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Justin Sillard came holding anything back. Sillard's going to come out and, or uh, Sillard's going to come out and swing, swing the ball around. Uh, yeah. For, uh, for brew, Drees, and a mustache. That's- <laughs> Marcus Bailey's going to play on a crutch. <laughs> Smacking people with the crutches. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I I have to pick Purdue. I think play well. I think even in the rain. I think I think the weather will be all right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go 31-24. God wants to watch oh, wow. two teams play. Not gonna <laughs> let it rain. I am contractually obligated to pick Purdue, so he, he, gonna... is, he is correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm, man, 27-24. I was expecting you to say like 45, 44. I almost went 38, 35. I almost went 38, 35, but I thought it's a little too high scoring. If, if Purdue had Rondale, I would have said that because I think, I think both teams will just, I think the defenses are going to struggle a little bit and defense, but, but with both offenses kind of not at full strength with potentially I use starting running back out and Purdue's best wide receiver out and third string. They're both on backup quarterbacks. I mean, if these teams were at full strength, then yeah, like offenses I think would just dominate and it'd be a track meet up and down the field. But unfortunately, we don't get to see that. I just hope the fans come out. And if you're on the fence of going, um, or if you're not going, but you have available tickets, give them to a friend, particularly a Purdue, fr- a Purdue friend, <laughs> and uh, let them go to the game. Should be a good one. So, uh, got many, the uh, game. Purdue, what? sorry. How many Purdue linemen are hurt right now? I heard hurt. Walk on. Uh, two. Crazy. Two. Edward is Edwards and Edwards and Beach, not Edwards. Not Washington. Washington, yeah. DJ Edwards or yeah, and then DJ Lorenzo Neal on defensive line, um, but they have a few other injuries out there. Defensive backs, a couple linebackers, uh, more more big names on offense, but on defense they have more bodies hurt. I would say. I mean, the two like probably their two best defensive players are hurt. Oh, too. there's no doubt. They're two, yeah, yeah. I was saying, more big names. I mean, Neil like the two hasn't best played a single best defense. Marcus Bailey played two games, and <laughs> Neil didn't play a single down. So yeah. that never helps. But you got you got the game. It's called number two, 11-0 Ohio State up at the Big House against number thirteen, nine and two Michigan. 
These two teams right now are the best two in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Ohio State's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Ohio State is really good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I had, I'm going to pick Ohio State. I think they cover just because I hate Harbaugh, and I don't think he can beat Ohio State. So. <laughs> I'm trying to figure if they cover or if they really cover. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I think Ohio State wins in the cover. Um, I'll say by 14. That's what I was going to say. Dang it. So I'm going to change my. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to go Ohio State by 10. I was going to say that next. Oh, my God. Uh, she split the difference. Ohio State by three touchdowns. Whoa. Right. He just right. went all in, huh? All right. Yep. I like it. He's been all in on Ohio State every pick this year, but can't blame him. He's Ohio yes. State's really good. Don't laugh at me when what I say that they're cover. What is it going to take? If, if, what is it going to take for Harbaugh to get fired? Like a 40 point loss. Yeah. I think he's safe. Yeah. That's what I'm I, they've been for. playing well enough lately. I think he's safe. I think they're pretty content right now. Mm-hmm. I do too. Anybody has, yeah. in his history, has he beaten anybody that he was like that they were not supposed to beat? Smacked Notre Dame this year. I mean, I don't know yeah. if he's supposed yeah. to beat them or not, but that was a he smacked them pretty good. Sorry, I digress. But um, moving on down, you have uh, the most disappointing team in the Big Ten, in my opinion, two and nine Northwestern at six and five Illinois. I think they play for the Land of Lincoln Trophy or Lincoln's Hat or <laughs> something to do with Abe Lincoln. Uh, Illinois is a nine point favorite. Northwestern has the worst offense <laughs> I've seen in a while. Uh, <laughs> Illinois. Probably. I don't know. There were some bad Shoop Daryl Hazel offenses in 2016. I feel like Purdue, yeah. A lot of what? screens. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they cover. I think <clears throat> two touchdowns. Easily, Illinois. All right. All right. I Illinois wins. I think I think they barely cover. I think it's like ten. Yeah, I think Illinois wins and covers. Uh, Northwestern was playing yet another new quarterback when I saw their game really? against Minnesota. Aiden Smith wasn't in. It was another guy. That's their fourth <laughs> one I've seen this year. Um, they've been bitten by the injury bug pretty hard too. But I think Illinois gets their seventh win, and that's pretty incredible because just a few weeks ago I thought Lovey was for sure canned after yeah. the season. Now he's. He's staying, and they're moving in the right direction. Got a good recruiting class coming in. They don't have a huge recruiting class by numbers, but the talent they have coming in looks to be pretty mm-hmm. good. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Uh, three and eight, Maryland <laughs> at five and six, Michigan State. Michigan State's 21 and a half point favorites. Talk about a team that was dead in the water, and then you get to end your season with Rutgers and Maryland <laughs> to make a bowl. And I think hey. they win and they cover. I think they win 20, the cover. 20, Pretty 2012 yeah. backed themselves into a bowl. Yeah, with a coach that was already fired and yeah. a quarterback on one knee. And they won a Kinnick. At least they won a Kinnick, though. Yeah. I think Michigan State I mean, covers. Uh, I'm, I think Michigan a lot. State, I don't think they cover. Yeah. Michigan I think State, it's yeah. Close, I think they win by two scores. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch any of the Nebraska Maryland game, but I did see that Maryland that never you missed that game. They were up like thirty five to nothing or something. And Nebraska was so banged oh. up they, they had to put Luke McCaffrey, who's a quarterback at wide receiver. Uh, hmm. And they still killed Maryland. Maryland was ranked after two games. Unbelievable. <laughs> what the heck? 
Yeah, they put up like 60 points against like at the time, like number 21 Syracuse. And then with Syracuse ended up being garbage. But yeah, I, yeah, uh, I think wow. Michigan State covers. Michigan State by 17. Cam will give a pick. Oh, yeah, he I said Michigan State. I think it was <clears throat> Okay. Yeah. I don't have a line on this one. Rutgers, a 40. Oh, my God, 40. <laughs> we just get them out of there, man. I'm sick of talking about them. Rutgers at number eight, nine and two, Penn State. And Greg Shano, I'm wrong. I thought Greg Shano was going to be Rutgers' next head coach again. They couldn't come to terms on the contract. So Rutgers' job's open for whoever wants to take it. Hopefully nobody takes it and they don't have a program. I agree. <laughs> Didn't I hear Danny Hope is available? <laughs> he could be because it sounds like Eastern Kentucky's head coach is going to get fired. He's an offensive line coach. So I'd love to see Hope back in the Big Ten. Miss that guy. <laughs> He'd be rocking Scarlet Knights gear, Tan. Yeah. Secretly. And a, and a bullet and a mustache. Look at that picture. Dude, he's living his best life down there in Kentucky, man. He's growing the flow and loving life. I don't, Penn State has nothing to play for. So I feel like they would probably pull. I feel like their third string still better than Rutgers. They're gonna. Year. I don't think they'll cover. They could pick fans out of the crowd to beat Rutgers. <laughs> I think they went by like thirty-five, not four. I, I think, think cover. Penn State's gonna start like kneeing it in like the third quarter. <laughs> hey, Rutgers did cover against Ohio State two weeks ago. Yeah, but they also got shut out last week for the fourth time, for the fifth time. <laughs> oh man, their offense is awful. <laughs> Penn State covers. Never Whoa. ever picking Rutgers ever for anything. <laughs> I think Rutgers covers and loses by 39. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. Uh, okay. Hey, Rutgers. All right. Never mind. Rutgers is three and eight against the spread. I, I It's like it says three, eight, and zero, and I missed the first three. And I'm like, they're eight no against the spread. What? <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> I'm really interested to follow that coaching search because I think they're going to have to go like down to D3 or something. Um, then you got the Big Ten game of the week, and it's actually the college game day location. Game day is going to Minnesota for the first time ever. You got our number 12, Wisconsin, who's 9 and 2, at 10 and 1, Minnesota, who's ranked 10. Uh, these are before the rankings come out tomorrow, but Wisconsin's a two and a half point favorite on the road. I was surprised. I was too. That place is going to be rocking. Yeah. Yeah. We all thought it was rocking against Penn State. Yeah. Just wait, because if, if Minnesota can pull this game off and beat, presumably, oh, it will be Ohio State, Ohio State, yeah, Ohio State. and beat Ohio State, they're going to the playoff. Makes me which sick. makes me want to throw up. <laughs> Absolutely throw up. Uh, I'm picking Wisconsin. I don't. I I can't pick Fleck. <laughs> I can't. I can't let Fleck get into the. Is this for the West or for the yeah, this uh, is for, for the West? West. The winner, the West. winner, yeah. winner goes Indianapolis to face yeah. Ohio State. God, I would love it. Wisconsin beat them. And, and remember, Minnesota won in Madison last year as their first win at, like, at Wisconsin like twenty years. And it kind of <laughs> steamrolled their momentum going into this year. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hate it, but I think Minnesota gets it done two years in a row. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh I'm I'm rowing the boat as well. I think Minnesota wins by three. I don't want Wisconsin and Ohio State again. Yeah, I'm I'm tired of it. I think I'm tired of it, but I don't. It's time to see Wisconsin also kicking the crap out of Minnesota. I don't know why. I I think 
if Fleck goes to the Big Ten Championship, I think he's going to have a heart attack, like running up and down. <laughs> like he's not going to be able to contain himself. I I think Jonathan Taylor runs all over him, goes over, pulls the plug out of Fleck's boat, it sinks. <laughs> Bucky the Badger gets it out of the bottom of whatever lake, and then they chop it up with the axe they just won, pitch it in the fire. Wisconsin ruins Minnesota dreams. There you go, Tim. Now Minnesota's going to go find this on the internet and use his motivation and probably win. Yeah, bulletin board material as he takes the Florida State job. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's pay him a ton of money, Minnesota. They gave him a big contract, but you yes. know how that works. I mean, it's yeah. a it's like a six or seven year extension. But mm-hmm. if if a school, I mean, they would have to shell a lot of money. But if they want to buy him out. They probably could, but it would cost a lot of money. I don't see him going anywhere unless, unless what if Brian Kelly leaves and takes a Florida state job? Could you imagine Fleck at Notre Dame? Could you imagine him trying to put row the boat on those golden dome helmets? <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing ever. I mean, or, or, I can't stand Notre cool. Dame and Fleck. If they went there, my hatred would like just it would, it would just be out From of this roof. world. Oh man, oh man, he would probably dress up as a leprechaun and run out on the field. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I can't He's short enough. Him. Yeah, I can't contain my. I, I like making fun of that guy. I hope he stays in the Big Ten forever, just so I can make fun of him. But. Uh, got some top 25 matchups here. Got a good one on Friday. Number 19, Cincinnati Bearcats. At number 18, Memphis. Both 10 and 1. Memphis is 11-point favorite. Uh, 10 and 1, wow. Friday at 3.30? On ABC. I guess it is. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. It's, uh, th- yeah thank you for the holiday. My bad. Uh, some of us work on Fridays. <coughs> I'm the bank is the bank open on Friday? Yes, we're open. Oh, wow. okay. Mm. Give me Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers. Wrong <laughs> sports. <laughs> I think Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. Don't cover though. Yeah, I like Memphis in a really good game. I, I agree, Cam. They don't cover. Yeah. Good defense gives good offense here. Cincinnati has scraped by at East Carolina and at. South Florida when they shouldn't have, but I like Memphis in this one. Is it, uh, is it Luke Fickle? Is he the yeah. coach? Yeah. yeah, Luke Fickle is a nice coach. Purdue plays Memphis next year, hosts them mm-hmm. at home. Hopefully they lose a lot. Yeah, not looking forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> right now, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, here's a rivalry game that used to be a huge rivalry, but lately Georgia's just owned it. Uh, number four, 10 and one Georgia at three and eight Georgia Tech, and Georgia's a 28 point yeah. favorite. I mean, this rivalry used to be huge. Last couple of years. <laughs> is Georgia going to be the representative for their division in the SEC? Yes. I think they win the cover. Yeah, I think they cover. Georgia Tech is not very I good. Agree. I agree. Number three, Clemson, 11 and 0, 26 and a half point favorites at four and seven, South Carolina. Can uh, Muschamp pull off the upset like he did against Georgia? No. 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 I don't think so either. I think Clemson covers. Yeah, I think Clemson's playing a little pissed off ever since those rankings came out a couple weeks ago and trying to prove something. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to this one. Iron Bowl number five, mm. Alabama. Yeah. Without uh, ten and one at eight and three, number fifteen, Auburn. Alabama is a four point favorite. Alabama has to have this game if they want any shot of making the playoff, which their playoff increased with Oregon losing. Because even though I think Utah can win the Pac-12 now, but still could get stopped by an Alabama. Mm-hmm. Who who's the backup QB? I I'm sure um, a ridiculous five star who got offered by every other program in the country. And Boston Brown. Didn't he, didn't he throw like? Didn't he have a huge game Saturday yeah. against Western Carolina? He's like twenty six of thirty one for five through five touchdowns. Yeah. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, had, he, was, uh, he actually didn't. He have a huge game. Ten for twelve for two seventy five and three touchdowns. I mean, good numbers. But he Ten didn't. completions and oh, maybe two hundred and thirty-five yards. <laughs> yeah. Ten completions, two hundred and seventy-five yards. I mean, he was averaging twenty, twenty, about twenty-three yards yeah. per attempt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're playing a high school team. I think Auburn. I'm pick Auburn. Mm, I think I was going to pick Auburn too. It's at Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, I think Auburn. I like them. Bo Nick is that his name? Bo Nix. Yeah, I heard to think he doesn't play well against uh, the ranked teams this year. Bo Nix, he hasn't performed yeah. well against. Yeah, at the start of the year, um, he beat Oregon on a neutral field, and then he won at Ryan at Kyle Field against A and M. But since then, he's really struggled in conference play. Um, but I'm taking Auburn. I think it's more of I want to see Auburn win. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that is it. How crazy for Alabama not to be in the playoffs? I would love it. It'd be awesome. Alabama's had two losses in a long time. I'm kind of with you, Tan. I'm going to take Auburn because I want Alabama to lose. Wow. Did we all four just pick Auburn? We did. Wow. Mark it down. War Eagle. Uh, Alabama's going to win by 30. (laughs) (laughs) Got the Civil War here. You got five and six Oregon (laughs) State. One of the better years they've had in a while. At number. It says six right now, but that'll drop at nine and two. Oregon, <clears throat> Oregon's a nineteen point favorite. Nineteen. Uh, I know well, less than Oregon zero in about a close Oregon State. One. I'm feeling Oregon in a close one. They're going to be moping after their loss. Yeah, I, I think Oregon wins. Yeah, I'm coming with you, Cam. I think they they don't cover. I'm gonna say they. 10. <laughs> I'm going to say they cover. I don't know. I just think. It's had to be different. Every week, and I don't, I don't know. I just think that college football is so just there's so many blowouts. I think Oregon's going to be very mad about laying an egg at Arizona State. Herbert played bad. I mean, they had everything in front of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they cover pretty easily. I uh, got number 16, 9 and 2, Notre Dame. Talk about disappointing team who they play, of course, at four and seven Stanford. Uh, Notre Dame is a 16 point favorite. I think they cover. I agree, Evan. I think they win 10 games for the third straight year. Mm-hmm. I don't think they cover. I think they win by like 12. And some of their fans want Brian Kelly gone after 10 wins, three straight years. Um, they haven't lost a home game since week two of 2017 against Georgia and Jake Fromm's first start. Wow. They've almost gone three straight years not losing at home. 
I'm taking Notre Dame. I know. I can't stand them, but I think they're 10 and 2 and find themselves in a good bowl. So, and and you got to start thinking Ian Book's going to be a preseason Heisman favorite next year with the way he's been playing lately. I know. It sucks. When Purdue doesn't play them, I don't seem to care about them as much. Oh, I Once, can't especially them. when they lose early and they're kind of like out of the playoffs. Like, I man. love, I love the. I mean, I was disappointed Georgia didn't lay the smackdown on, but I love the Michigan yeah. game, and I'm not a Harbaugh guy, and I love the Michigan game. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, number twenty-two, seven and four, Iowa State at seven and four, Kansas State. Real good matchup here. Iowa State's a four and a half point favorite. Hmm. I'm around a lot of K-State, KU fans, so uh, go Wildcats. I'm picking Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the local then. I'm going to go Kansas State then. I'm going to go with the local. Gosh, I was going to pick Kansas State too. Actually, Lawrence is like 25 miles away from me, so there's okay. a lot more KU than K-State. Oh. <laughs> hmm. uh, well, you're more local than us. I, I'm going Matt Campbell and Iowa State. <clears throat> I'm with Kansas State. So I'll be the I'll be the outlier. I'll be the outlier. I can't figure out this Iowa State team. One week they play good, one week they play bad. Up and down. I I can't figure them up. So Uh, I got Texas A&M at number one LSU. A&M seven and four, but LSU is a seventeen point favorite. We take LSU. Joe Burrow wins the Heisman. They cover. I agree on all those points. They're fun to watch. They are fun to watch. For once, <laughs> uh, in-state rivalry here, six and five Florida State, who doesn't have a head coach, at nine and two Florida. Florida is a seventeen-point favorite. I think they're right. I think they went right at seventeen. I think Florida covers. Okay. Yeah, I think they cover. I think Florida by twenty. So uh, I think Florida State's been playing a lot better since they fired Taggart. So it'll be interesting to see where that head coaching search goes. So, And then I'll go one more here. We got a Big 12 rivalry. Number nine, Oklahoma, 10 and one at eight and three. Number 21, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma's a 13 point favorite. I was a little surprised to see it that high, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma wins in the cover. I'm with Webby. I think Oklahoma's too good. Yeah. I don't think they cover, though. I'm like 10. They have a lot to play for. I mean, they could possibly yep. still make the playoff. Uh, might need a little help. Um, is I mean, unless they slip up or Baylor slips up to Kansas, they're going to play again in the Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like Oklahoma, and I think they cover right at 13, right down there. So, uh, Camo, any, any final thoughts? No, I'm looking forward to uh, Saturday. Uh, I think it'll be a fun game. I'm excited. I think uh, Jeff Brom's out coached Tom Allen the last two years, so hopefully, in my opinion, hopefully that changes a little bit. We'll see. Um, I'm really, next year, though, I mean, we could see a big-time matchup next year potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both both teams stay healthy. Uh, I know Who? Purdue and I, you both have a lot of retur- or a lot of guys coming back. So Who does I so, play next, next year? I'm, I want them to battle for that, like, both teams have seven, eight wins. And- That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> take that. Who's IU playing like non-con in their cross division next year? Any any idea? I'd have to look at it. 
And I can pull it up real quick. So I know Purdue plays non-con. Um, they host Memphis and Air Force, and they go to Boston College. Their cross division next year is at Michigan, Rutgers at home, and at Indiana. Are their cross divisions? I just got uh, they got they actually opened up at Wisconsin on Yikes. September. Yeah, I remember that one. Up next year, I think at each other. That sucks. Um, and then they got Western Kentucky, <laughs> Western Kentucky, Ball State, Connecticut. Those should be wins. Maryland, Rutgers. So they could go on a little roll there. And then uh, they're against Illinois. The other one. And Purdue. And Purdue. So Wisconsin, Illinois, and Purdue. Okay. Mm-hmm. And where's Illinois at? That's at IU. Okay. That's, that's November fourteenth. Yeah, they got they got a chance to start really good. It sounds like next year. Yeah. So that's, that's, I've got their schedules. They play at Wisconsin, at Connecticut, at Rutgers, at Ohio mm-hmm. State, and at Michigan. Wow, that's oh my. Yeah, at the at Ohio State, at Michigan is uh, not going to be too. <laughs> and fun, at Wisconsin, but, uh, all the same year. Yeah, those are those are three L's. But uh, <laughs> but uh, hopefully uh, hopefully they can get Penn State. That'd be that'd be a nice little signature win there. Uh, on on Halloween, that'd be a nice one, and then battling Purdue that for like both teams. I, I want to see that man. I want to see it so bad. I know. I it's it's not there yet, and it probably won't. I don't know if it'll ever get there, but I want to see yeah. both teams battling. It'd be great for the state of Indiana, particularly because Purdue doesn't play Notre Dame every year anymore. So that'd be awesome. Uh, any 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 quick thoughts on Indiana basketball before we get into Purdue basketball and you you, you leave us. <laughs> Tanner, did you do that on purpose to me? Um, (laughs) I'm not on the the Archie train yet. They look better than I thought they would look. I'll give them that. Um, I don't know why everybody just absolutely hates Tom Crean, absolutely loves Archie Miller. I I haven't figured that one out yet. Maybe they know something I don't. But, um, yeah. They'll be be all right. I think they'll get seven. Eighth in the Big Ten. You can make a tournament. I think the big, to the bottom of the Big Ten is bad though. Bottom Big Ten, is yeah. Bad. I mean, I don't think it's a great year for the Big Ten. I don't think the Big Ten is going to get near as many teams in as they have in the past. Yeah. So that helps IU, I think. Um, Justin Smith does look a lot better. Chase Jackson Davis is, um, he's good. I think he's mm-hmm. really athletic and um, re- he goes after. I mean, he's averaging eight rebounds right now. Um, Against North or North Alabama, so, but, <laughs> um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. They'll be tested next week against Florida State. Florida State's I'm a re- nice I'm ready. team. I'm ready for them to play somebody. See how they look. Yeah, they're up. Uh, according to according to everybody, that's their best start in a long time because they're limited turnovers. That's why they're off to a to a five and a start. Limited turnovers. Not playing, of the not playing. Uh, Teams Ken Palm in the two seventy five range. That's not. They're up sixteen and a half right now. That's that's a decent Louisiana Tech team. They're not bad. They're better than what they've been playing, but still not. South Dakota State's usually pretty solid mid major team. Those two teams will be more of a test. Yeah. 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 Got to play who's on your schedule. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Cam, thanks for joining the Boiler Breakdown. We'll have to. Have you on back on a future episode? Maybe when uh, Purdue, Indiana get ready to meet uh, either time on the hardwood. It was fun. I love it. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys are so knowledgeable. It blows my mind. So keep doing good work. We have no lives. 
<laughs> but appreciate the kind of words. I love it. I love it. All Talk right, to you guys later. All right. Well, that was fun having Cameron Street and join mm-hmm. and getting a little in the inner perspective on the podcast. So, all right. Now let's talk some boiler basketball. Uh, only one game to report this past week. It was a nice, comfortable win over the Jacksonville State Gamecock, 81 to 49. I thought Matt Harms played really, really well. Yeah, we definitely uh, made an impact. <clears throat> to throw it down low to him and Travion and it it paid off. I mean again it's Jackson Jacksonville State and not, you know, it's which they're better than Chicago State and the, that was nice to God, see. God, I them. hope so. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to be worse than them. Um or it's hard to be worse than them. Um it was nice to see kind of the first halves were a complete opposite of each other what they were oh, Chicago State versus Jacksonville State. We kind of got out to a lead and didn't really look back where the Chicago State game was pretty competitive for the first 10 to 15 minutes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, my arms played well. Travion, I think I remember I kind of turned it on after the game started and tra- I think Travion had like, I feel like I saw him have like eight straight points. Like he just, I thought he was doing really yeah, good. I fall down low. Why did he not play more? I guess I didn't know. We had a, a well, yeah, he fouled out. He fouled like 11 wait, minutes left in the game. <laughs> yeah. I would say he only played like 10 minutes or something. Or yeah. So I we, trouble. Uh, Dewana would have fouled out if he played like two yeah. more minutes. Um, what the heck is going on? I, I they just they were they were they're quicker down low. They were smaller and quicker. Mm, yeah, they struggled with the speed, but but that's why Travion he was just overpowering people down. Mm, down yeah. Low. Um, but I thought Harness played great. Seventeen points, ten boards, five blocks. He's now fifth all time Purdue in blocks. And you know, I used to kind of criticize how he blocked shots because he block them into the tenth row of the stands. Now he's doing a good job, like mm. AJ Hammond used to, deflecting the ball, keeping it in play. That's mm-hmm. huge. Little thing like that. That's huge. Yeah, and Wheeler was getting on, on the blocks too, which yeah, was course. nice to see because he's not mm-hmm. playing quite like I was wanting to hit one and two, but he's doing a lot of. He's not scoring like I was hoping he would, yeah. but he's doing. He's always getting. I feel like six to eight rebounds a game. He's getting a couple block shots, knocking down a couple threes. So, I thought Purdue shot the ball well. Uh, I thought Proctor played well. He had fourteen points. I'm liking Proctor. him more and more. Um, I think he's probably. The it's the most impactful grad transfer painter yeah. probably ever had. John Ockes was good. John Ockes was pretty good. But I think not as much of a score. Yeah. yeah. Add more. It was nice to see no gel. <laughs> jumpers. Yeah. Um, 15 feet. He came up, up short on the three point attempt, but it looked a lot better mm-hmm. than uh, some of his jumpers had. So that was nice what, to see. What's. Um, he, uh, he is. Oh, I'm, I'm just pulling up no gel stats. He is. Uh, he is. I don't know if he's not shot a free throw, or he's not made a free throw this year. He hasn't made a free throw. Yeah, he shot a couple. They were looked, he shot a couple. Looked awful. He shot right hand, didn't he? I was going to say. Yeah, I he did. Watch. He I didn't watch a single second of the because <laughs> uh, Chicago State. He shot um, in the first half. He shot a couple free throws. They looked awful, and then I think the second half is when he shot him, and they were he shot him right handed. Because I mean, I he improved significantly from freshman or sophomore year. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, during Big Ten play, I mean, a lot more confidence than he was shooting. And I, I thought this year he was going to take a big step and mm-hmm. being more aggressive, going to the rim. I mean, I thought that would kind of be more of a he's going to shoot. Yeah, I think that's the problem, too, is because he's not game. hitting free throws. So I think that's keeping him from being aggressive because if he gets fouled, he's got he's worried he's got to shoot free throws. So I think that, that might play into it a little bit. Until he gets but, out of that mindset, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. He's, he's, he's shot four free throws, though. 
I want to see him post up guys more. Yeah, I want to see him. Yeah, who? I mean, who cares? He shot sixty five percent last year. I mean, I know. I know. and he was significantly better in the second half. I mean, he can do it. I mean, he shot. He's gonna have road. to. Yeah, I mean, he definitely I mean, got kind of right when the team turned around. It feel like he around like that Christmas break time. I think he just went home and just shot a bunch. And that's what he's got to do. That's what he's got to do. I mean, just get that. There's, there's no more like, cupcake games on nope. the schedule. Nope. Central Michigan, even on like the 27th, 28th, that's not a cupcake. <coughs> At Ohio, they might not be the best, but that's a road game in the MAC. That's not a cupcake. For that. This weekend's got to be very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Is uh. I know Tennessee's ranked. Is Florida State ranked? BCU's twentieth. Right. Five and but it is Florida a... State's four and one, not ranked. Oh, okay. Uh, Tennessee's four and zero. Oh. Actually, might have won tonight to be five and zero. Oh. They did. They beat Chattanooga. Uh, yeah, five and zero. Oh, then they're ranked seventeenth. Hmm. So. Uh, I really, yeah, I really don't want to play Tennessee again. I'm tired of them, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. Want, well, Florida State, I like revenge from last year. Yeah. Uh, Should have had that one. Um, VCU. I mean, it'd be. Can we have a revenge nine years later? But it's not even the same program. But they still play the same style. It's gonna be hectic defense, pressure on the ball, aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's a nine thirty CBS Sports Network game for Purdue in the Emerald Emerald Coast Classic, I believe it's called. Um, then if they You're win, right. they'll play at six o'clock Saturday night. Lose, they'll play at three o'clock. So mm-hmm. that could impact have impact with the bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, Overlap. So hopefully, of course, we win. We can watch the bucket game, then watch basketball. Mm-hmm. That'll be a nice day. Um, except that day has really bit us in the past when that happened. Yes, it has. Um, but we won't. We won't bring up bad memories. <laughs> uh, but no, it starts off with the Virginia Commonwealth VCU Rams, number twentieth in the nation. Like I said, five and zero. Um, Friday night, nine thirty. Um, it's gonna be a tough one. But yeah, it's hard I, to pick these types of games, hard. these neutral neutral site. I mean, we saw today Michigan State gets upset by Virginia Tech. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, out of their element, out of the out of the routine. So it's just kind of you know whichever team kind of responds and kind of can just kind of be in that same mindset that they you know just in another game. So we'll kind of see. I mean, we're young, pretty fairly young team. So we'll be interested to see how they they come out. Historically, these trips don't. Fair Purdue too well. Uh, they did win the Paradise Jam in mm-hmm. 09, 10, arguably Painter's best team. And then they won mm-hmm. it. Uh, they won that one three years ago with Old Dominion in Florida. Yeah. I don't know what that one was called. But, so where where is this one? Like, what's I just looked, the, the arena at Northwest Florida? What is Northwest that? Florida. I don't know. Yeah. Is that like a high school gym? I mean, <laughs> is that a – Better than a ballroom. <clears throat> yeah. Florida University located there by chance? Uh, no idea. It I says don't know. I'm just Niceville, Florida. Huh? I don't know. But I was just curious. I mean, it's kind of going back to what you guys were saying. I mean, Purdue historically, yeah, that they come out flat. I mean, they're playing, like you said, playing in a ballroom. They're playing in a gym that has 500 people in it, and it's quiet, mm-hmm. and you hear everybody talking. And I mean, that's nice. Purdue travels to these things pretty well. Yes. At worst, they need a split. Yeah. But I would really like to see two wins because you got Virginia coming in the Mackey next week, next week in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And then you get right into two Big Ten games. Yes, they do host Northwestern and play in Nebraska, probably the two bottom feeders of the Big Ten. Still, it's Big yeah. Ten basketball. You never yeah. know. So I'd feel a lot better if they could take both of these because um, then you still have Butler who's playing well in the crossroads. You have at Athens, Ohio to play Ohio the week 
of the Butler game, and then you have Central Michigan all before conference. I mean, just I know, I know last year's team started six and five, but I, I I don't like to compare last year's team to this year's team. It's totally <laughs> different. So, so I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um, it's just too hard to predict, though. So I'm yeah. not gonna make a prediction. Like you said, Webby, it's just too hard. With I think it's, I think it's gonna be close. Regardless of how what the outcome, I think it's gonna be a pretty tight game. Well, Seth Davis had us losing, but imagine that. See, he was having. He had BCU and Tennessee, saying what a great matchup it could be if it if that's where it goes. It's because they're ranked. That's all I want. So, uh, any closing thoughts? I am nervous about about. I felt, hell, I, felt the, I felt a lot better before we started talking. I was like, I was going through the day. I'm like, ah, oh, Purdue. I mean, Purdue's just better than I used. Now it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Don't feel good. Uh, well, on the side of the ball, but uh, I believe in Jeff Brom. I think Purdue finds a way. Uh, yes. I, think, yeah, I think Indiana's momentum's been uh, declining lately. I mean, they played well against Pittsburgh. They did not play well this past weekend. And I think, I mean, they had two losses in a row. Um, mm-hmm. got, that's got hurt the confidence yeah. a little bit. Whereas Purdue, yeah, they lost to Wisconsin, but they battled for a while. And then they uh, had won two straight before that. So. <coughs> We'll see. So. We'll see. But this uh, podcast, Boiler Breakdown, is brought to you by Shroff Landscaping Nurseries, like it is every week. For all of your landscaping needs, contact them at 574-223-2769, especially for landscape design going into 2020 since it's getting colder and in the winter you can't do mm-hmm. too much. But you can always plan ahead, so it's always a good thing. And, of course, you can uh, like us on Facebook, and if you're – you're following us, or if you're following along on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break, Break Pod. If you're watching on Twitter, go over to our Facebook page, The Boiler Breakdown, and uh, like us on there. So stay up to date with the latest and everything. We post on there quite a bit, especially during games if we can. So look out for that. Um, and you know, I, I love rivalry week. So let's uh, boiler up, hammer down, beat the Hoosiers, keep the bucket, beat the Rams, and then either the Seminoles. Volunteers. Pull <laughs> <laughs> her up. Tinner Lee here of the Boiler Breakdown podcast. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a follow on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Boiler Break Pod, and follow us on Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. And make sure to listen and subscribe to the Boiler Breakdown on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, Boiler Up, Hammer Down.